Marcus, how you doing? Good, aye, good. Glad to be home. Kai, I was going to say, mate, it must be a busy, busy schedule outside of work for you. Just how many times you managed to get up and down the road? Um, I think I've been back about four times in 14 months. Um, and probably when I say that, it's 24 to 48 hour periods. Aye. It's never like four or five days. Aye. Um, it's a lifestyle. Do you miss it or do you happy with you? Do you know what? I don't, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, I just love to work. Aye. So I don't have that thought process. Um, for example, I'm home now because we played on Friday night on Sky mm -hmm. Sports. So we're off Saturday, Sunday, which is a blessing Aye. and a very unique opportunity. So um, I take advantage of that. Then it'll mm -hmm. come on my radar, right, go home, spend a few days, Aye. do what I can do. So Nice. Head of media and communications, right? So... Um, I've got a feeling that job title doesn't really cover the million things that, that come underneath it. And it's probably one of the things that football fans look at and go, I'd love to do that. And you go, well, what is it? And like, well, I don't know. Mm. It just looks brilliant. How did you even get into that, that sort of arena? Do, do you know that? It's quite interesting. Um, I grew up an actor. Mm -hmm. um, so for the age of four or five, all the way to about 18, 19, I was in uh, stage, then TV shows and a uh, little bit of film, a little bit of adverts, and um, ultimately the confidence aspect of me being a people person has, has, has been natural since since I was that age. Mm -hmm. um, but I probably didn't realise today at later teenage years that I was obsessed with the 25 guys behind the camera. Right. You know, the... The, the crew. The, the crew, the, the people that are putting <clears throat> this together, the magic, the, 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 the conductors. Um, and, uh, yeah... Obviously, after my studies for acting and some acting stuff started to dry up, and that I, I wasn't getting as frequent roles. So I was in between the late teen slash no, probably man. So mm -hmm. I was like, what do I want to do here? Um, I was working part time. I was doing some acting stuff, and uh, I got in contact with a guy at Aki's, a guy right. called Jimmy Thompson, who's a stadium manager. Um, and he, uh, He's just a diamond, really. Nice mm -hmm. guy, one of these people that you just, like yourself, quite infectious, you can get on with pretty easily. And um explained my situation to him. Um, one day he's like, do you know what, come to Aki's. Mm -hmm. I'll introduce you to Colin McGowan, who was the chief exec. Um, and really went in and pitched it, and Colin was like, look, love your enthusiasm. We don't have a media team. Mm -hmm. I can see that you can bring some sort of value, but we don't have money to pay you. Aye. And at that point, i just seen an opportunity. So I quit the job that I was in, right. went and worked, technically volunteered at Hackey's for about two, three months, paid my expenses and all that, which was a tough time because mm. there was no money right. coming in. And eventually they were like, nah, well, let's create a job. And that, that's how it started, really. That's a risk. So that, that's about four and a half years ago. So you're, you're getting yeah. up like a wage? Yeah. Really, to go in and yeah. you don't know how it's going to turn out? It? No, no. It was a realisation that, that do I want to continue acting um, or do I want to go down another path here? Mm. Um and when I went down that other path, uh, I'm, All in. I'm quite still happy that I'm still here. Bold, bold strategy, mate. Yeah. How did your first couple of months go? Obviously, you're obviously you're volunteering, but you're effectively on trial a wee bit as well. Because oh, for they're, sure. they're looking at you. So what kind of stuff are you doing to try and make the make yourself indispensable? Yeah, of course. So um, it started off more content-based at Aki's because it was the first thing that they had nothing of. There was no graphics. There was no interviews with the manager. Um, so it was like, let's, let's try and get content out there. Mm -hmm. Consistency in content. Yeah. Um, getting the fans some stuff, trialing some things. Some things were backfired. It was like, whoa, don't do that. Aye. Doesn't work. Aye. Aye. 
But you learn. You learn through feedback. <clears throat> Listening to supporters sometimes is tough, as we discussed <laughs> before before we went on air. Um, the football fans can divide opinion, yeah. but but ultimately, mostly they're honest, mm -hmm. and, and you can start to see patterns that that works, that doesn't work. So content content was key. Um, then the comms side that came, mm -hmm. uh, and to be fair, I got help um, quite a lot from a. Actually, a guy at Aki's who at the time I probably seen him as a, a right pain in the backside because he was this older, experienced guy that's been there for years. Mm -hmm. But he taught me a lot, and right. uh, that, he goes by the name of Scott Struthers, who's really well known in the Scottish football Aye. circuit. People watching this well know who Scott Struthers is, and uh, he taught me a bit of the comm stuff, dealing with press, how to how to kind of guide that that strategy and protect the brand and right. what's right and don't go overboard here and advise the manager this and and eventually i was doing it myself right he was still there doing his own role but mm -hmm. uh yeah it, it was probably a, i would i would always say aki's was an apprenticeship to me mm -hmm. certainly for the first year and a half to two years before yeah. i started to get like more support in terms of like a budget to buy things and staff coming in to work with me and mm -hmm. actually being a manager i guess Aye. to an extent Aye. Um, so I learned on the job and it was, and, and it was hard because right. I was filming the interviews. I was editing the interviews. I was interviewing Brian Rice slash Martin Cannon, uh, writing press releases. Right. Uh, yeah. And what was the biggest learning you took in that? Cause it's obviously, you're just basically threw in there and, and you've got to, you've got to learn for your mistakes and, and keep, keep it going. But what was your biggest kind of learning that you took from it? For the, the whole Aki's experience yeah. or just when I started? From from your whole time there? The most difficult thing that I dealt with that I, I would use as the biggest learning curve and, and, it, and it's not the nicest story because um, it was a tough time for uh, the individual um, but the biggest learning curve for me was um, unfortunately, and I will say unfortunately, when Brian Rice was going through the gambling scandal, if you want to call it, mm -hmm. which was just a media circus yeah. really. Um, and ultimately, you're dealing with somebody here who, uh, on one hand, people are going, how dare you do this? But then on the other hand, you've got a person at that time had issues. Mm. Um, that was a big learning curve because that was a media circus. And that was yeah. the first time I had to deal with probably national media to, yeah. to an extent where it was like, you were the number one story. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a big learning curve, right. you know, being tight as a the chief exec to manager to myself, like, that was the first lesson where I thought, right, we need to be together on this. We mm -hmm. need to be unified on our word and we need to back him 100% mm -hmm. because ultimately he's not done anything wrong here. Aye. And that was truly what I believed. That was what I believed. Mm -hmm. And that's that, that was the message that we put out. So and that was it hard though in that sense of you're going from doing your stuff kind of locally and nationally to all of a sudden... Everybody on you. Aye. 100%. Because it's the stuff that you see in the TV. Aye. It's the stuff that you see everybody else dealing with but no you mm -hmm. and you're just Hamilton Aki's you know you just put out content you're the wee team that goes about in the league and Aye. you know nobody's expecting nothing for you and then suddenly you are the number one news story and um and it wasn't just like a day where it was like yeah. tomorrow it was it was gone it was ultimately it was the it was the notice a complaint that went out the reaction to that mm -hmm. then the club statement to back that up um then you had the split opinion of Scottish football as you do and then it was a run up to his um his hearing Mm -hmm. And then when you're arriving at Hamden uh, with the manager and the chief exec and right. the chairman and you're all there as a unit to back them to see what comes out of this and there's six, seven, eight photographers, Sky's there, BBC's right. there, they're all waiting there. That doesn't happen much. Right. Um, 
so when you look back at it and in, in, in hindsight it, it was quite a big deal mm-hmm. um but it was a massive learning curve for me yeah massive that's crazy yeah that's crazy what about i'm always curious when people kind of are in like working they go you turn and take something else what was your kind of family's view on it full support they were proud because Aye. i think they always wanted me to do something with my life mm-hmm. um Mum always wanted me to be an actor. She put me into acting age kind of four or five as this hyperactive wee ginger guy. <laughs> um, and it paid off, you know, it did. I done well, you know, and I, I do look back at my acting career and I'm proud, you know, I've got professional credits. Uh, I was on CBBC kid shows. I've done adverts. I made a good wee bit of money when I was doing it. And and, and that was that was a great first chapter in mm-hmm. my life. Um, so I think when I started to go a bit quiet for the late teens and into the early 20s and they were like, oh, what's it going to do with his life? I think... Um, that was probably an uncertain time for them. They're like, yeah. right, what's he going to do? And now they're incredibly proud. Yeah. Um, they know I'm an independent guy. When I was at Aki's, I stayed in Hamilton. Right. You know, and, and I know it's only 20 minutes in a train, but Aye. I was so on the job. Mm-hmm. Like, I was there. I still hardly seen family. I was very driven. Um, I was going in every day almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really take days off. Right. Sun, Sunday's different. Aye. But you'll still get a journalist phoning you. Uh, can Aye. we come in and interview this tomorrow? Can so on and so on and so on. So, so yeah, they back me. Yeah. Which is good as well for you because it gives you the confidence to go and succeed in what you want to do. Of course. I think I think you need that. You need that support network. You need people behind you or back you. Oh, 100%, mate. What about, and obviously we touched on it before we came on air, your front line for Hamilton. So you're dealing with fans as well on a, a daily basis. What's the kind of good points and bad points of that interaction? Because as you say, Scottish football is a minefield. Oh, for sure. Scottish football, you're more known. Everybody knows everybody that's connected to their club. Aye. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody knows you. Um, that's really different than South. So, yeah, ha- Hamilton fans, you have to have a good balance. Certainly in my time at Hamilton, the biggest experience in terms of dealing with fans was <clears throat> you have to have that balance of looking after your stakeholders, fans, sponsors, um, backers, owners, so on. So no everything that you're going to do is going to be loved by everybody. Yeah. And that's probably the hardest thing at first because when you put content out, you want shares, likes, comments, people to back it. And if people get critical of it, you're kind of, oh, wait a minute. Aye. You know, and, and, and you'll know yourself. You're in that circuit. Um, so it was trying to have that fine balance of community and football. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that that's still an obstacle at Hamilton right now at this yeah. day because it is a community club. They're backed by charities, sponsors, mm-hmm. Um, the sponsors that come in are, are there probably because of the social conscience of the club. Yeah. It's really important you never forget that side. Mm-hmm. But it is also important to do manager interviews yeah. and do player previews and put players up to press and phone, um, you know, the sun does a, sun, controversial. <laughs> the sun does a pull-out uh-huh. um, every week um, and they do like good features and really good stuff. And it's important to pick the phone up and say, look, we've got this player, it's got a really good story. Mm-hmm. Why don't we tie in here? So right. let's showcase this story. It puts mm-hmm. the club in a good light, but we're previewing Saturday's game. And they, right. they were off for it. They mm-hmm. were off for that. So it's important to have that fine balance, uh, internal media, external media, and then community aspect. Mm-hmm. That always divides opinion. Yeah. But you need to do it. 100%. What about kind of high points from your time there? What was the, the moments that stuck out for you? <sighs> One nil Rangers at Ibrox. Oh, I fucking knew you were going to say that there. Uh, and and <laughs> do you know what? It, 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 it just felt amazing. Um, family are all Rangers fans. I grew up a Rangers fan. 
and Liverpool. Love Liverpool to bits. Um, probably got a lot quieter in recent years in terms of my support to Rangers. And that's not... Uh, it's, it's it's because, you know, when you work in Scottish football, you need to keep your head down. No. You do. If I go out there and I'm like, oh, I'm a big Rangers fan. And, and this was just my mindset when I get into media. Um, unfortunately, you feel as if it will close some doors. Yeah. So I always kept that side of me quiet. Mm -hmm. But when you're at Ibrox, that feeling was unreal. Yeah. Every time. Even when Rangers were winning and beating Hamilton, you know, you go there, you do a job, professional. Yeah. But that highlight, that night, that 1-0, David Moyle, it was an awful goal. It was a terrible error. I can picture it to a T. Aye. In fact, I still wind George Edmondson up to this day because George Edmondson's Aye, at Ipswich. Um, and uh, <laughs> he was involved in that game. And uh, I think it's Goldson. And the famous line for Tom, the Tom commentator, uh, Tom the commentator at Rangers is, uh, Goldson loses out, balls in the net. <laughs> and that was it. Um, <laughs> so that that's up there. Um What's also up there is um, Hamilton's youth getting to the UEFA Youth League, mm -hmm. which is unbelievable. Right. That is the Champions Definitely League for kids. Early, so got the first round, went to went to um, Bao, Basel, right. and uh, over there, two each draw, home leg and return was a two each draw, went to penalties, Hamilton put them out, went through. First time Aki's have ever been in Europe, Seems if you guess. Three and a half thousand at Aki's, which is more than Aye, the, that's brilliant. I think it's more than what they've had in Aye. recent generations for a first team game. Aye. Um unbelievable. So they two are really, really level. One aspect it was that UEFA experience and seeing the kids do well. George Kearns, who was the academy director, like just still to this day, still there and unbelievable mm -hmm. what they do for kids and the development and the mindset and the education for youth. Mm -hmm. So that that was beautiful. Um Dougie Emery was Aye. the coach leading up to it but couldn't coach them during that because some uefa rule where if you're still a player you can't coach in a competition ah, right, okay. so that was amazing that memory will live with me forever as will the one nil at ibrox it will for me as well mate, for <laughs> very different reasons <laughs> i think that was that went on to be like i'm sure they were like the last team to beat rangers in such a long time because it was like mm. i think after that gerard they went on a run yeah, I think they did. That was a low point. They, had, they were actually yeah, that, clapping for Gerard yeah, at that point. That's right. Aye. You know, I, I, I will not forget that. He was on a sugly peg. At, at, at that, that point, point, it certainly was. Aye. But um, yeah, look, great memories. Um, yeah, they'll always, be, they'll always have a place in my heart. Aye. What about any kind of, in your, your time at Hamilton, in your early years or later on, any bits of advice that you got that kind of really stuck with you or anything that you've, you still use today? Um, business advice a lot for Colin McGowan, mm -hmm. um, who's the chief exec. Uh, he taught me a lot in terms of like, you know, how to speak to people behind the scenes, how to conduct yourself. Don't let your emotions get the better of you. Um, make sure you get to know people. Don't leave bad blood and, right. you know, don't, don't fall out with someone right. and walk away for that situation. Make sure you leave it as a positive. Mm -hmm. That's a good um, thing he taught me. Um, Jimmy Thompson, who's a stadium manager still, he was like a father figure. Yeah. So that taught me again that you can have family in football mm -hmm. and people are there for you and you mm -hmm. can have family in your work. Yeah. So you've got your family at home, but you can still be close to people and work. Yeah. Um, and George Kearns, who's the academy director, probably toughened me up and taught me to be a man in football mm -hmm. and be get on with it. Um, he, one thing, I've probably never told George this and if he watches, then amazing, but 
he he toughened me up. Mm -hmm. He made whether he knows it or no, he right. made me the person I'm the now because I, I would say I'm really mentally strong now in my job. Like Did you need that though at the time? Massively. Aye. I was vulnerable. Aye. I, 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 I was this new guy with great ideas and a man's football environment that um, ultimately you don't know anything about football until you're in it, like in Aye. terms of like behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And and that, that I needed it. Aye. So, you know, he would just treat me like one of the youth boys. Aye. You know, he just treated me like I was an academy player. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with this? Why, why not putting this out? Um, go and uh, go and do this and go and do that and 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 at the time you're 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 thinking one part you just get the who you talking to aye and then the other part's like oh wow wait a minute here you're you're actually educating me aye. and I need to I need to take that in because if I don't take that in I'm I'm wasting an opportunity so for about three and a half years he was really tough on me and it wasn't towards the end where he started to kind of take his foot off and um just let me be a bit more the leader of the media Aye. side there Aye. but it, that's how that club works everybody dabbles into different areas and, and that's how that's the magic to that club really and i hope they get off the bottom of that championship Aye. because they're better on that but it's a good grounding for you as well because you're obviously going into this with, with ideas but it's a massive industry and there's so many different parts of it but to have somebody there like that who's going to be to a degree harsh with you probably the best thing that's happened 100% but he's harsh because he cares Aye. he's harsh because that's his Aye. life and Aye. ultimately if anybody damages that brand it hurts so many people mm -hmm. um and what you what, what you really need for any successful organization is everybody pulling in that right direction mm -hmm. and he was really good at making sure that your mindset was like that <coughs> excuse me whether you're the cleaner whether you're um stadium managers he was like that with everybody mm -hmm. That's how he is. Aye. And it's important to have people like that. Oh. Who maybe come across sometimes as harsh, yeah. and outspoken and direct, but ultimately they really care. Mm -hmm. So Every club needs them. For sure. I think Rangers had it with Jimmy Bell. Aye. That's probably the nice, nicest way to put it. Jimmy yeah. Bell was, every, everybody's like, oh, you know, even when we seen Jimmy when he came to Aki's and stuff like that, crab it, proper crab it. Aye. But cared. Never let a foot go Aye. wrong. Uh, you would hear things like, I'm sure many stuff came out sadly after his passing about um, you know how how he was with players and um, just you need people like that. You need Aye. people that are just always a kit man. Every Scottish club's got a kit man. It's a psychopath. <laughs> we had Danny Cunning. Um, I don't know if you ever remember the famous video with Danny Cunning. So uh, it was it's probably about ten years ago now. It's Charles Patterson at the time. Sky Hamilton were at Rangers, and they done a preview. And he goes up to the kit man. And he's in. And he goes. Danny, can you name the team? And he's like, ah, it just names Elizabeth Lions because he's a Celtic <laughs> fan. It would only take a few brave people to actually start doing that, you know? Um, it's just rhyming half, Clark and Gemmo and McNeil and just boom, 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 in the order for goalkeeper to striker. And uh, yeah, you need people like that who don't care. It's their way on their way and it works. So what, what, what ended it for you then at Hamilton? What was the... Did you want to go or what was the... I wanted to, I wanted to learn more. Right. Um, and I, I applied for a lot, you know, um, and, and it, listen, it takes a long time to actually get the right opportunity. Ipswich, Ipswich was a weird one because I seen the job, I applied for the job, um, no knowing how far it really was away. Right. I knew about the club's history. Mm -hmm. I never really realized, whoa, I mean, it's, it's really far. Right. Um, 
from Glasgow, and uh, I mean you're you're closer to Holland and France than you are to Glasgow, <laughs> right? Now. So I wanted to go down to the English Football League. I wanted to really go down to that Tuesday Saturday market, right. um, that FA Cup, Carabao Cup, Papa mm -hmm. John's League, just constant every day, Aye. football, football, football. Um, but what was really interesting when I done my research when applying to Ipswich at the time is they'd just been bought over, right? So it was like a clean slate. It was almost like a it was almost like you were going into somewhere where it was a fresh start. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going into a, a business that's already running great. Aye. No disrespect to previous owners, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So this ownership group bought um, bought the club. Um, and a couple of months later, they were obviously looking for a head of media and comms. And I felt that was really exciting. Mm -hmm. When I knew the chief exec that was going in, um, he started on the 1st of June 2021. So Mark Ashton. Um, done a bit of research on him as well, and he was the first chief exec to give Brendan Rogers his, his first ever managerial job right. at Watford. Right, okay. So Mark Ashton's really, really well known in the football world for mm. developing people, mm -hmm. um, giving young people opportunities, mm -hmm. um, whether that's a you know a, a head recruit head head of Head of recruitment, um, Kieran McKenna, thirty-six years old, manager at Ipswich, or whether it's me, right. Marcus Nash, at twenty-eight, head of media and communications. Mark Aston's very, very, very good at developing young people mm -hmm. and reminding you that you're doing a good job, but you've got a lot to go, and right. and this is part of your development. Mm -hmm. um, that that really made me want to go. That Aye. sold me more than anything, Aye. more than the club. Love the club, but ultimately, when you know you've got somebody that wants to put you in a, make you a project. Wants to develop you. Yeah. Um, mm. you, you'll run through brick walls for them. Aye. And he made, he made me, and still makes me want to do that, yeah. And is it a tough interview process? Because I'd imagine there's a lot of people interested yeah. in these jobs. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, probably about four or five stages, Aye. to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, the first interview was with the chairman, Michael Leary. Um, and the current, the previous head of media and communications, um, Steve Pierce, um, and he, they both done it on Zoom. It was a good process. And then the second one was with the chief exec, and that was a bit more, you know, mm -hmm. he challenged me a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and a consultant, a media consultant, was on that one. Um, and then I went down to Ipswich for a coffee, right? Which was a big deal because. That's when you kind of sense that it's getting closer. You've got a chance. Um, yeah, just went down. I, I arrived at the stadium. It was a busy time for the club because obviously, as I said, Mark Ashton just started in June the 1st. Uh, I think that was very early in August. In fact, no, it wasn't. It was late on in July. So he'd only been there a month and a bit. So you can imagine the amount of workload he had. Mm -hmm. And I was in for 15 minutes. Um, and he just wanted to see the whites of my eyes. If, which the, is mental is for you because yeah. you're having to travel down for well, yeah yeah <laughs> but you can say anything on zoom can't you and you can uh, conduct yourself but if you could you, you know ultimately you need to sit in front of somebody yeah. and really feel that energy and believe yep. them and trust them and and put you know you're not going to read someone until they're there yeah and that's what you've done so that, that all, all of that's a learning curve for me um but it's important mm -hmm. it's important to know that that person in front of you is the right person and, yeah and were you prepared to are you prepared to drop everything and come to Ipswich and move? You're not going to get homesick and leave in a couple of months. And you know, all these questions mm -hmm. were put in front of me, you know, and it's important to ask that. And uh, ultimately, I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. 
up and went. Um, I put a four four week notice period into Aki's. Aki's were brilliant because they uh, they actually says, do you know what? We'll make it two weeks. And just yeah, it help you. Oh, back to me a hundred percent. And uh, sure as hell, I was then there after being offered the job. Then there within two weeks, and that was me, new life. Um, and I was no longer with my partner at the time, and uh, that was a big thing for her as well. And she's yeah. there now, and uh, yeah, it shows you people behind you it goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. And I think the fact you're getting in with no fears about the actual move as well would make a difference because you probably get people that are like, Ipswich is a long way from home. I don't know how I'm going to be with this, but if you're getting in there, just like head down. Mm. I'm well, good for, to go. for me, it's a lifestyle. Um, there's a lot of sacrifices with that family yeah. time, um, spending time with my partner, right. uh, a lot of things, but you need to be all in in this job. Mm -hmm. You really need to be all in. And, mm -hmm. um, it's relentless you know Aye. we're off saturday sunday I'm, I'm checking the club's hashtag every minute just Aye, for issues what's happening. who said what what stories went out the day um is there any issues it, you you need to live and breathe it mm -hmm. whether it's waking up two three in the morning first thing i'll do is ignore people have text me or emails <laughs> and go straight on and see what's happening who's talking about the club Aye. is it good or is it bad it, it, it's, it's, it's like an addiction mm -hmm. um but for me it, it's important and yeah you need to be all in you need to be prepared to just go Aye. for Enton um, but no it's a project Ipswich is a project so as much as I say you need to be ready to go and stuff like that I think once you're settled somewhere you're all in for that period Aye. and for Aki's that was the case as well mm -hmm. three, three and a half years um, and then Ipswich it's the same what's the big if any what differences did you notice going for Hamilton to Ipswich because Ipswich are a big club massive, massive. did you realise how big they were before you got down there no I don't think anybody does. Right. Um, you know they've won the FA Cup. You know they've won the UEFA Cup. Mm -hmm. You know that they've had two of the greatest managers of all time with right. Sir Alf Ramsey right. that won the World Cup for England and Bobby Ro Sir Bobby Robson. Right. So you know these things, but you don't realise how big that club is. Mm. Like, there is a sea of blue when right. you walk about Ipswich Town right. Centre. Anywhere you go in Ipswich, five-a-sides, kids, football... Um, just just a, a Friday night. Every, everybody's wearing Ipswich. Aye. You don't see Man U, Rangers, Celtic, Aye. Liverpool. You very rarely see anybody wearing any other top, which is huge. Mm -hmm. um, we played Derby County Friday night um, there, and there was twenty eight and a half thousand in the stadium, which it's a twenty nine. Uh, you know, I don't know the exact capacity right now because you've got segregation and all that, mm -hmm. but that is basically a sellout for League One, so technically Aye. the third division in English Aye. football. Massive, massive club, so much pressure, passionate fans, people that demand success. Yeah. And ultimately, you said it before we went on air here, they, they, Ipswich, Ipswich in my mind, and people can call me delusional all you want, that has got the potential to be a Premier League club because yeah. they've been a Premier League club. Yep. And if you set yourself a ceiling and go, ah, oh, yeah, all right, at best, a championship, that's all they're going to be. Because mm -hmm. that mindset, you need to be able to, you can go all the way. Yeah. So Ipswich are massive, mate. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the pressure on getting every single decision right is huge. Mm -hmm. Because people will be on you. And there's a big stakeholder fan base that just want success. Aye. They just want their club back. They just want the glory days back. And, and when you build a team of staff on and off the pitch that want that, mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll get it. Aye. Did you feel that pressure right away? Because obviously Hamilton's a different type of pressure. I would imagine that a lot of the time it's kind of 
survival. Absolutely. In the, in the Premier League or, or be it in the Championship, just now you're trying to back up. But then if you're going there, it's like, but we expect to win. Yeah. Why are we not winning? Everybody knows that Hamilton punched above their weight. Yeah. You know, you go to, you go to Rangers and beat them 1-0. That's, that's massive. Yeah. But ultimately... When you play Rangers or Celtic at Hamilton, that doesn't define your season. It's a bonus, isn't it? It's getting points against St. Johnson and Aye. getting points against uh, Livingston's and, and and scraping a point at Easter Road and, and survival. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, survive. If you stay up, we were celebrating staying up. Aye. It's massive for Aye. the club because it means so much, you know, mm -hmm. the money, the, the ticket and revenue when Rangers and Celtic were coming to New Douglas Park. Mm -hmm. That's big bucks for Aki's catering and concourse stuff and bigger sponsors. And Ipswich, the pressure is to get up into the championship. Mm -hmm. Now, I think last year that was always a goal, of course, but last year they brought in 19 new signings and it was really difficult. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard if you buy a club, you inherit such a, a work in progress that you yep. need to work on, such as uh, stadium needed love. Um, the club had to touch the base of the community again mm -hmm. and get that community trust, yeah. now foundation, better, as well as football. Yeah. Today, that on one season, get promoted into championships, a big ask. And that yeah. never worked last year. Hence the reason Paul Cook left the club and mm -hmm. we brought in Kieran McKenna and there was a change in December. Mm -hmm. Then Kieran McKenna came in and changed the way that the club plays. He probably made it such a modern way that you just need to watch how we how we play. The, the, it's really attractive football. Yeah, And you can see that he's worked at Man United and yeah. Tottenham's and you can see that. So we've seen that last towards the end of last season. We've seen that, but we just missed short. We never mm -hmm. made the playoffs and so on. This year, yeah, the goal is let's get out of this league. Mm -hmm. And it is a tough league to, <laughs> to get out. We were saying before it, like there's maybe, you can look at League 1, League 2, and there's like a dozen teams in each league, and you're like, they're yeah. huge. Yeah, Derby County for a start, Sheffield Wednesday. Right. Uh, well, everybody's watched the Sunderland thing uh, the last four or five exactly. years. Exactly. Portsmouth. Aye. Um, these are teams that have all played top flight football certainly in the past 20 years mm -hmm. um, so yeah it's, you, you've got no god given right to just go and win a league uh, and, and you know we got beat off of Lincoln at Portman Road two weeks ago mm -hmm. Lincoln, if I mentioned that to Joe Bloggs in Glasgow they'd be like what uh, and it's hard, mm -hmm. it's a hard league there's mm -hmm. really good quality in football and, and people people make it difficult for you and they don't let you play mm -hmm. your st style of football and Aye. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 not easy. But how's, how's the fan interaction down there? Because I would imagine it's very different from Hamilton. Yeah, of course it is. Um, it, the the numbers are unbelievable. Right. Um, I think our audience in total across all our platforms is about half a million in terms of what I'm dealing with. Right. Uh, of course that's adding you know Instagram and there might be duplicates, of course. Yeah. But the general breakdown is about half a million. Um. There's Norwegian supporters clubs, Swedish supporters yeah, clubs, and uh, uh, it, it's big. It's, it's the Ed Sheeran factor as Ed, well. Ed you? Sheeran, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, that that's priceless for the right. club. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit more if you want. But yeah, the fan interactions is important. The, yeah. fan, the fans need to see what's happening at the club. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And that does not just mean putting out, like we put out a thing called Town and Five, which is amazing. And it's five minutes of the match day. And it's little snippets of uh, player arrivals, people walking into the tunnel, um, warm-ups, highlights of the match, uh, aftermath. And mm -hmm. it just it brings you closer to the club. Yeah. 
But it's also important that we do the we do like my club, my town, which mm -hmm. is sitting somebody down and put them in that seat and like what what does it feel to be sitting in your seat right now and, and talking to us? That it's important to show them what's happening. Yeah. As much as you can mm -hmm. with it with it literally walking about with a camera, live yeah. streaming everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's important and, and I think the fans are really appreciating that over the mm -hmm. past year that they feel like they're a part of it as well. Yeah. So that, that, that's certainly my goal, is bring the fans with us. Let's mm -hmm. showcase our content as much as possible. Almost like the other 12th man. I know it's a one of these yeah. terms where it's like, oh, you're milking that. But we try our best to showcase as much as we can. Yeah. And that, I think, is a trick. Yeah, and it must, it must be good for you as well that you've got fans out there that have got status and they're just posting stuff about the club as well because it's free publicity, really. It's oh, just kind yeah. of... That's the edge hearing factor. Um, that's That's priceless. And this is him. That, so we just announced on um, Friday that Ed Sheeran will be sponsoring the club for the third season in a row. Mm -hmm. So Ed Logo will appear next season as well on the home and away kit. Um, priceless. And that came about, I believe, because he just really didn't want to see like gambling companies and stuff on, right. on his clubs, yeah. his towns yeah. shut. Um, it's that local thing again, isn't exactly, it? It's that exactly. thing. But for us, it's been unbelievable. We've sold more shirts this season than whenever we've ever sold right. ever in our history and the third kit which is an all black kit which we played on a friday night the sleeves are actually designed um it's ed sheeran's album so it's, right. bla it's black and gray but it's like the pattern of his album right okay so he designed that right which is so unique Aye. that shirt sold more than any other ipswich shirt in history that's insane and it's a third kit so ipswich blue and white unbelievable um Ed asks for nothing back for the club. He just puts in, asks for nothing back. Mm -hmm. It's it's a relationship that our chief exec does really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, I've seen him. I've never met him. Um, the relationship is more dealing with like, the management of Ed and you're dealing with a, a world superstar. Yeah. So it's very rare you do something, but this season we had them involved in all our kit launches. Right. So that... That was very unique to to work with his media team from afar, shall we say, and get imagery, videos mm -hmm. of Ed, um, which obviously ultimately helped helped to 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 get the brand yeah. out there. So now you've got people, Cheerios as they're called, <laughs> wearing the uh, the Ipswich kits worldwide. It, there's yeah. people wearing Ipswich kits all over the world because of Ed Sheeran. That's wild. That is wild, and it's crazy. And he's he's a registered player. Technically, he's, play, he's he's number seventeen in the squad, like, and that's two years running. So you get a run of injuries. It could just well, be a... well. It, it's always been asked, would, would they play? Um, I don't know if he would. Would they want somebody to snap him <laughs> up against Cheltenham? Um, but he's number seventeen. Uh, he's been number seventeen two years in a row, and uh, that's mental. It's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Surely, surely, there's got to be a cameo appearance at some point. But you, I think I think he'd love to do that, but whether or not, whether or not it would be um, the manager would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I guess that's the thing, and it? I think say you win the league and the league's done, and you've got a dead rubber game. On one on one side, you could look at it like, could we play him for two seconds, you know, a couple of minutes? But then the other side is that disrespectful to your opponent. So there's two there's two yeah. ways of looking at that. Um, God, and you I, could fill a ninety thousand stadium. Oh, I'm sure you could, and and the rest. <laughs> And the rest. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 
I don't know if he'll ever play for Ipswich, but he's certainly um he's certainly got a squad number. Love that. What about a few people had actually sent me this in when I said you were coming on, and it sounds like a really basic question, but it probably isn't for you. Do you ever get nervous at all in that environment of first team players? And maybe maybe it's more at Hamilton than it is at Ipswich, but are you always confident in yourself or is there an element of nerves when you're dealing with Because obviously the, the level of player will go up by moving to England as it naturally would, but how do you deal with that side of things? I just treat them like human beings. Yeah. Um, I, it probably did make me nervous when I first started in the job when you're like going to park heads and rangers and you're walking by Brendan Rodgers and Steven Gerrard and mm-hmm. like you're, you're literally rubbing shoulders Aye. with these people. Uh... So that that was a lot to learn, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, that's Steven Aye. Gerrard there. That's one of my heroes. Aye. Like, I love, to be a I love the well. guy. Controversial <laughs> opinion, but I love him. Aye. And I'm not going to go up and fanboy him and get a photo because I'm Aye. there working. And he, ultimately, he's the opponent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with my own players, I I just get on with them, and you you need them to buy into you. Mm-hmm. You need them to buy into you. Football is a tough environment. I, I went on earlier talking about George Cairns and stuff like that and how he is. And that, that that's football, you know. It's 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 a tough environment, you mm-hmm. know, whether that's the men's side of the game or the women's side of the game. You, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Aye. There's strong people there with strong mentalities. Yep. So if I show a weakness to the player, that's not a good sign. Yeah. So I've got to treat them like people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's tough, you know. You go get beat 1-0 at home off Lincoln. I need to be brave enough to walk in that dressing room when players have got their hands and their heads gutted Aye. and somebody needs to depress so Aye, you've got that, that's that Aye. you know so it's, it's having that look tough game but mate i need you to depress and i suppose it's the relationship you have with them if they, they're then understanding well that's your job as well of it's, course it's got to be done do you know what i mean let's it's... let people it's all about bringing people with you Aye. let them know what you do mm-hmm. so the players we, we are really lucky that environment at ipswich is i don't know how they've done it it, it clearly it's, it's the ethos of the American owners, the chief exec, the manager, but there's not a person there who's negative and doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's for the cleaners, the chefs, right up to your star players like Sam right. Morsey and Christian Walton. Mm-hmm. Everybody's pulling in the right direction right. and everybody cares about everybody. Mm-hmm. So some days you'll get players and staff just turning up at the stadium for the training ground, going around with donuts, into the finance right. department, into the ticketing office. We're all in it together. Right. So... That buy-in, if you let people know what your job's like, mm-hmm. they'll get it. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's how open you are as a person. We're all open, so uh, I, I don't get nervous is the ultimate answer to the question. I did, mm-hmm. uh, but you get over that, like, you get over Just that. with time? Yeah, I think so. What about, what does a typical day look like for you down, down in Ipswich? If you have a typical day? Nothing runs to plan. <laughs> Nothing runs to plan. Um... <laughs> I usually have like six or seven bullet points of stuff that I need to do through that day. I'll be lucky if I get it done half of that. Right. You'll get pulled pillar to post in my job. Um, you know, somebody'll pull you in, like, I need to tell you this, this issue might come out, da 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 mm-hmm. Or can you advise us on this? Or we've got this press release for this sponsor that was meant to be done last week, you need to get it out of the day. Mm-hmm. Right, stop what you're doing, guys. Let's write this, let's da 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 da. So you just don't know. You mm-hmm. don't you don't know. You ultimately don't know how your day is gonna be. Um that's how it's important to live the lifestyle and be on the ball and be a hundred percent and be all in because mm-hmm. you kind of be all certainly my job it's different for my team if my if the lads want to take days off or, or do what they want fine yeah. but in my mindset it's 
you go on holiday when the season's done mm -hmm. before pre-season mm -hmm. and, and, and the rest of it, you're on. Aye. So I need to be prepared for anything. Uh, I really do. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that took the Brian Rice situation at Hamilton taught me that. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm ready for anything. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no, um, set. Routine. No 95. No, 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 definitely not. No, definitely not. I don't do all the, I, you know, I'm luck. I'm very, very fortunate and more fortunate than some other teams in the, in the division where I've got a team of seriously talented boys around me mm -hmm. where they're really, really good at their job. And, and I guess that's the tactic. Uh, surround people that are better than you at other areas. Mm -hmm. So somebody's a better writer than me. Somebody's a better video editor than mm -hmm. me. Somebody's a better videographer than me. And ultimately that makes the better, that makes everything good. Yep. So I'm blessed in that aspect um, where they can take care of the day-to-day -day stuff and I can worry about the the strategic side of things. Mm -hmm. But there is no set routine. I suppose that's the thing as well because for anybody looking at this industry and thinking, I would love to get involved in that, it's not just a 35 hour week, no, no, it's, it's not just it, a... It's not, and, and you don't, I don't want to scare people and say, oh, you've always wanted to work in football and don't do it because by the way, it's going to take over your life. Yeah. But it probably will. Mm -hmm. It is a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I deeply believe that if you're going to work at a club, you need to be all in. Mm -hmm. You really need to, you need to be an all rounder. Yeah. You don't need to be a master of your craft, mm -hmm. but you need to be able to know a little bit of everything. Like tomorrow, for example, and it's the first time ever that this, is, this has happened, it's a unique opportunity. I'll need to interview the manager to preview the game because mm -hmm. my guys, the boys are on holiday. So they've all went to, um, they've all went a weekend away. People will be looking at this like, how dare you? How, <laughs> how, how dare they take time off? Uh, but ultimately the media lads, a couple of them have went away to, to Dublin. Uh, right. Rightly so, brilliant. Right. I'm so for it. They, they work so hard. Uh, they deserve time off. Uh, so they're not coming back to tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. So the team leave at three o'clock tomorrow. Manager press will be tomorrow. Player will need to go up as well. Mm -hmm. I'll go up and take care of that myself. I don't Aye. have an issue doing that. Like, I really don't have an issue. In fact, I'm excited about it. Because yeah. I've not touched the camera and interviewed somebody in so long. So, um, yeah, it's, it's about surrounding yourself with good people and, and, and but believing in them and believing in the ethos and getting on with it. And mm -hmm. There's no set way of doing that. What about... What's the hardest part of the job? Everybody talks about the brilliant things. What's the, maybe not things you don't enjoy, but what do you find the most challenging? I wouldn't say it's the most challenging thing, but it's every day remembering that it's not about me mm -hmm. and my stuff needs to stay outside. Because right. if I'm having a bad day, decisions can go the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, again, learned that at Hamilton, how to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I've had, you know, when, when I've got a tough time or I've got a family situation or if there's anything going on, um, I don't ever bring it into work. Yeah. I'm, I'm in walking about with a smile. In fact, I probably overly smile mm -hmm. when things aren't great. Right. Because I'm like, no, I need to be, right. I need to be so sharp and I need to be so focused and this, this has got to be it. So leaving, pardon the pun, leaving your shit at the door. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about the brand that you're protecting. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's probably one of my biggest sort of yeah. mojos every day. Who's your own inspirations in that world? Um, Wow, it's a tough question. Um, so many people, really, in, in different ways. Uh, I, I admire, I admire people like my mate Kev, guy at Liverpool. Uh, I admire the fact that he is a Liverpool boy, he's a Liverpool fan, and he's living the dream working for 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 Liverpool. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that I would want to work for Liverpool. Yeah. I'm not in any awe of what he does, but. Yeah but I'm inspired by him in terms of 
he's loving his job. He helped mm -hmm. me when I needed advice to get into my right. job and he's played a big part in that. Um, my chief exec inspires me at the moment because mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's a hungry guy yeah. um, who's all about developing people and, and wants to bring me with him. Do you feel you need that development? Absolutely. Aye. I used to think I knew it all. Mm -hmm. No in football, I don't think. I think maybe it spells, but when certainly when I was an actor, I thought I knew it all. Mm -hmm. and, and I think when you got that mindset of, I'm the man, Aye. that's a terrible position to be in <laughs> because, because uh, you're not. You're always likely to fall at that yeah, point. Yeah, 100%. Aye. So learn, 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 learn. Mm -hmm. I always, like, I've, got, I've got a long way to go, mate. I, honestly, I feel, and I'm so glad I can admit that and be humble in front of you and tell you that, that I want to be better than what I'm the now. Mm -hmm. I want to educate myself. And I think having people that think like that as well mm -hmm. is important. Yeah. So you need to always realise that, you know, every day is a school day. Mm -hmm. Pardon the yeah. jargon, but yeah. One thing that somebody asked me to mention, well, four people asked me to mention what? this. Oh my God. Um, and I don't know if you'll remember this or no, but I managed the team that played Hamilton in the Matthew Craig Memorial match. Wow. For Atlantic Key. And the Carvel brothers both messaged me and said, ask me about the 10 minute cameo when he came on. Yeah. Played in goals and dropped <laughs> a fucking clanger. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow four people uh yeah um and george kearns was the hamilton manager Aye. he was the one that yanked me on and off that's right i let him down massively that day uh yeah um i i i just loved playing in goals when i was younger i was never great um i was never good at football i must just be honest and admit that but i was like oh come on and i'll have a cameo Okay, you know, I, I don't know. I just think I let the situation get the better of me. Mate, you made my day. We were four one uh, down. We ended up four each. Yeah, and then won the penalty shooter. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe it. Um, I'm still in shock to this day. In fact, there's a funny photo of me running on, um, wearing the yellow kit. I can remember it to a T. And I'm running on, and Sean Fagan, who's the commercial um, side that Aki's. Mm -hmm. He's in the background out of focus in the photo. He's got tons of these hips looking like that as if, oh, fuck. Marcus, I've got a, I've got a video of one of the goals. Oh, wow. I'll send you, you later. Put it into this. Go for it. Why not? It's important to show people that I might be good at some things, but I'm no good at everything. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a funny day. But do you know what? Um, yeah, it was, it was a great game because um, Matthew Craig was a... Uh, is such an important person for people at Hamilton. I, I wasn't lucky enough to meet Matthew, but uh, um, to this day they still do Easter camps and mm -hmm. and, and and stuff in his name. And uh, you know, a young football player that unfortunately couldn't become a football player, and then he just devoted his life to coaching kids and devotion, and sadly lost his life. So, 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 so important that um, we never forget people like that. Definitely. Um, so, no, of, of course it's very funny for that, but it was a fitting tribute to yeah. a, a, a successful. Really nice young man. And you know, the thing I noticed that day, and I said it to like the boys when we were in the dressing room, it's such a family club. It is. Because see, from when we got there, like we were treated so well by everybody. Um, and you just left with a really good. It is. I really wish, I really wish that it was showcased a lot more in Scottish Aye. football. Um, Listen, I, I was relentless, um, phoning Sky, phoning 
papers, try to line things up. When I was there, like I was proper on it in terms mm. of I wanted everybody to know everything about Hamilton. To me, Hamilton were the most important club in the league. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I would love more people to find out about that because mm. I don't think they get enough credit for that, if yeah. I'm being honest. They don't. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they're a brilliant club, that ethos. It all goes back to what I was saying earlier. And listen, and it splits the fans' views because on one side you've got the community aspect of the club and then the other side you've got football fans that just demand football content. And I, I, I agree with both. There needs to be a balance of both. Mm -hmm. But that community side will never, ever change at Hamilton. Yeah. It will never change for as long as the people that are there are there. Mm -hmm. It just won't. It's just it's, it's just great. It's brilliant. Yeah, no, it really is. It all about really recovery is. and stuff and helping people out and, and just everything. They don't forget. They just don't forget good people. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of talented people still there. Yeah. And and that all comes for the top, that that message of like be the better person. Mm -hmm. Don't forget your community conscience. And that's that is where I, that's how where I am the now, you know, there's yeah. no doubt about that. That that side of it is important to my job just as much as football side. Mm -hmm. And seeing the sense of a lot of people had asked about what kind of advice would you give people who maybe want to do something like this but they don't know where to start. Do you think being somewhere like Hamilton is like a perfect grounding for somebody going to this? Or oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, certainly, where they are the now, and they're not on the top flight of football, so the pressure's a little bit more mm -hmm. off. Uh, you know, you don't have as many Sky Sports and uh, press association coming to your games and stuff. So, mm -hmm. so there would be a lot less to deal with. So, I do think it's a unique club um, for someone to go in. That's an all-rounder mm -hmm. that can do a wee bit of filming, a wee bit of interviewing. And, and not probably what Hamilton need right now is someone like myself back at the start. Yeah. Just start again. Yeah. Just start again. Just go mm -hmm. again. Have that balance of community. Have that balance of football content mm -hmm. and be consistent with it. Yeah. Be consistent. Don't put one video out every week. Just mm -hmm. be all over it. Be constant. What's uh, New York Red Bulls then? What's Rangers then? What's Sunderland then? Right, okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm going to put that into that one idea. Mm-hmm. It's no stealing ideas. Nothing's original. Right. You've took inspiration from maybe two, three, four areas and made something yours. Yeah. So that's probably advice that I'd give people. Um, be relentless. Be hardworking. Be humble. Be willing to learn. Be willing to put the hours in. My God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I get paid an early rate, I'd be a millionaire. And and that goes for my team. And everybody that works in football media as a whole, mm -hmm. doesn't matter where they are, uh, they put the hours in. Yeah. I suppose it's that kind of... As you say, you've got to be all in. You've yeah. got to kind of fully commit to so it. That's no it. I mean, my, my guys are constant, like, at, at Ipswich, they're now, like, they're in at nine o'clock at night. They're, sorry, nine o'clock at morning. And then after the derby game, they're, and people look at this and, ah, oh, it's unhealthy. <laughs> they, they don't go until, we're the second last people at the stadium after mm. probably security. Nice. Security are last. And then media's still there, editing videos, putting webs, web articles online. Mm -hmm. Uh, publicizing stuff and scheduling stuff for the next day right. it's, it's it's constant right. and it i do think it takes a unique person to want to live and breathe that's not for everybody mm -hmm. but um yeah there's millions of people out there bite their hand off for a job in the industry oh, not a doubt any um <laughs> any absolute nightmares you've had try to organize something or to try to get a deadline for something or interviews or a nightmare oh I think any nightmares is like a typo or a spelling error on Twitter. 
that, that's somebody's the, all over it. Twitter's just the worst because you can't <laughs> edit anything. And somebody always notices it oh. right away. <laughs> uh, yeah, just just things like that. I, I, there's nothing that really stands out, and I'm like, oh my god, that's an absolute nightmare. But just little typos and. Certainly, like, you can go on Facebook and edit it like that, or Instagram and edit it like that. Right. Twitter's like, nah, delete the tweet. <laughs> and then, say you've got, like, 40 retweets and 200 likes and 10 comments. That's showing up still in so many timelines, and they're clicking it's come, this tweet has been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I would say just the odd time where I need to actually do a tweet or something and it goes out wrong, uh, you beat yourself up more than what people yeah. notice, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably... What else? Any nightmares? God, I need to give people an insight. Um, <laughs> I don't really have any. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I love my job, mm -hmm. so I don't have anything that's like dream job for you. Absolutely, I probably right. didn't realize it until probably didn't realize it until um, Hamilton, right. uh, and certainly when I was younger. You know, I thought I was going to be an actor in Hollywood and all that. Had that mindset that I wanted to be an actor, and that's that. So uh, yeah, but I'm so glad that. It was something that came later in life, I guess. Not later, but yeah. later in my teens, into my early 20s. But I absolutely love football. I love... It's good to be involved in an industry where you love it so much, but you're no good at that. Like, I can't play football. I'm awful. You've yeah. seen it. <laughs> You've seen it yourself. <laughs> but, but I'm involved in it. And it's, I guess you could look at it like, I love football and I love acting and I've combined it both. Because acting... And people just think actors are... are uh, you know, people turn up and read scripts and big performances, yeah. but actors have got English literature behind them and, mm -hmm. and they can write and they're creative. Yeah. Um, uh, they know a lot of people. They know how producers' minds work. They know how directors' minds work. So there, there's so many actors out there living that Joey Trabbiani lifestyle, mm -hmm. waiting for the phone to go, yeah. going to auditions, getting absolutely nowhere, that probably could do so many big jobs out there. Yeah. And until they realize their strengths in other fields, mm -hmm. they'll never know. But, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I, I do think the acting was a big advantage. You miss it at all? No, I don't. No. Um, it was one of the big questions that I was asked when I was coming into Ipswich is, you know, is your acting career in the past? And, mm -hmm. and it absolutely is. Um, yeah, totally done with it. Um, I used to say I'll never say never, but I don't ever see it now. Yeah. Um, I do miss it a little bit. But I feel like this is where I, I'm meant to be. Yeah. It's so, like your natural yeah, place now. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I'm always wanting to challenge myself. I care so much. I'm passionate. Um, if something's not gone right, I'll show it. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of, you know, my, my emotions might come out, but it's that driven yeah. to, to, to be the best and be yeah. better than what I can be and be better what I've done before. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, good emotion. Which, it's good it's important. That. So... No, it's uh, it's a dream job, definitely. Mm -hmm. And people do say, "Oh, you love Liverpool, but would you love it there?" No, right now, no. Aye. Ipswich. Aye, I, I'm a, I, honestly, I'm Aye. I'm so sold on Ipswich Town. Uh, the the journey, the the opportunity to take this club back into the Premier League mm -hmm. might take five, six, seven years, but I want to be a part of that. Yeah, I really yeah. want to be a part of that because that that will live with fans, uh, coaches, media staff forever mm -hmm. like forever to be able to say that you were part of that unbelievable and it's rare to get in a journey like that from the start for sure for sure um you know they're, they're a team that's in league one they shouldn't be in league one we've already discussed that there's three four five teams that are i guess you call sleeping giants english football um 
So we know that. We know that we're better than League One, but you're there for a reason. Yeah. And you're there on merit. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've got no God-given right to get out of that league unless you do it on your performance. Mm -hmm. But if you if you have people behind you and everybody pulling in the same direction, yeah, I think you're halfway there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you going to go up this year? I hope so. <laughs> uh, it, it's really good. Kieran McGinn is really good at, yeah. at drilling that mindset into staff that it's just October. Mm -hmm. and players it's yeah. just October we're two points off uh, Plymouth Plymouth are first and mm -hmm. Ipswich are second um, I guess Plymouth could get beaten Tuesday and we we win on Tuesday and we're top of the league yeah nobody cares Aye. it's, it's, it's just another three points Aye. and I guess that's that silly uh, typical football you know jargon but uh, if we continue the way we're going mm -hmm. and get better mm -hmm. consistently all the way to March, April yeah yeah, yeah of course they'll mm -hmm. go up um, but uh, just like Anton, mate, long way to go. Aye. Just need to keep going. Hundred percent. Any, any real kind of starstruck kind of pinch me moments for you so far with your career? Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> did, you, did you talk to him? I did. I did. I said hello. I'd fist bump, and that was always small chat. Um, Stay that thing like floating around about him, going, yeah. "What am I going to say here?" Well, during the COVID season, um, where there was no fans in the stadium. Mm -hmm. So when there's a TV game, I don't know if you see the two free kind of sky floor managers that are usually between the dugouts and they're feeding, you know, uh, Ryan Kent's coming off the bench, uh, Sean Wants coming off the bench and they'll mm -hmm. feed that to the commentator. So the commentator's got that before the board goes up. Right. It's called the floor manager. They weren't allowed between the dugouts during COVID because that was a red zone and it, uh, it, right, you weren't part okay. of the team bubbles. Right. So that fell on the clubs, the home club to do that. Right. So when it was at Aki's, mm -hmm. um, that was me. Right. So there's pictures of me standing almost behind, right behind the fourth official. Gerard's there. Gary McAllister's there. Uh, you've got Brian Rice there. That's a surreal moment. Aye. Surreal. Never would have thought that that you would see that. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that 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 was pretty big in terms of pinch me moments. But you kind of get over it now. Mm -hmm. Like I, I gen like if we were to get Man United in the or Liverpool in the third round of the FA Cup. I wouldn't have had an eyelid, right. honestly, seeing Van right. Dykes and that Allisons and as much as I support them and all of that, like, mm -hmm. they're... Not just used to it. Yeah, but it's also kind of like, they're here to play us, so... Right. Are they here to beat you? They're the enemy. Right. Like, so <laughs> we'll be respectful to our opponents, <laughs> but uh, ultimately it's got to be about us. So no, I don't... I, I, yeah, Gerard's probably with that moment. Uh, funnily enough, going to Parkhead, I went to Parkhead before I went to Ibrooks. And uh, I don't know if you've ever walked at the tunnel at Parkhead, but the stand facing the tunnel is huge. Uh, like, the north stand. And that, and I'm not a Celtic supporter, but my legs kind of went like jelly a bit. Because I was like, whoa, noise. like, <laughs> this is real. This is, this is, this is Celtic Park, you know, and this is a big stadium, Aye. a big club, a big fan base. So that was another moment for me. And it was empty. It was like two and a half hours before kickoff. So, uh, yeah, there's many moments. I'm sure there will be moments that, that get me like that. Um, getting getting Ipswich was like that. Right. I, I, I probably, what's important, here's here's an interesting topic um, that I think a lot of people suffer with, uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Where you don't think you're good enough. Mm -hmm. and, and it's probably a humble thing for people, but getting that job and I was like, oh, wow, like, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do things? And, you know, what if I make a, what if I make an arse? Uh, 
and you worry, I'm not good enough, and what if this person's better than me? And and uh, 14 months in, and I would like to say that there's been a massive change yeah. in the 14 months because I've let my guys be them and I've let me be me. Mm -hmm. But imposter syndrome. You still have it? I think we all do. Aye. I think we all Aye. do. There's no point in lying. I think it's one of life's challenges, in it? That when you're doing well, you're kind of waiting for something to fuck it up. Waiting for something to come in and go, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so... Yeah, I, I think so, but uh, you just remind yourself that you've just got to keep doing what you do. Uh, but that's, an, I, I think that's, I don't know where I heard that. I think it was Stephen Bartlett on mm -hmm. um, Diary of a CEO talking about that to someone, one of his guests. Um, and yeah, it's, it's crazy when you actually think about it. And you probably have it yourself, because the way you conduct yourself and the way you interview people, that there's a right knack to it. Have it every episode, mate. Exactly. <laughs> but you probably go away thinking, Why'd I ask that like that? Why'd I do this like that? I mean, do you know, I'm, I'm actually reading a book about it the new, and it's it's a guy that recorded in here, and I'm, I kid you not, mate. See, when I read the first three chapters, I was like, this guy's quoting my life. <laughs> like, the, the things he was talking about when you're, like, applying for jobs and you're going for interviews, and you're like, I feel like he's just fucking stepped in to my brain and pulled out all my thoughts. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I listen to like Tony Robbins and stuff like that and just in, any sort of positive mindset stuff that can set me up uh, on my day. And I, I feel that stuff like that helps. Um, but I think it all goes back to what I was saying. If you, and if you always want to develop yourself and educate yourself and realize that actually you want to be there, but you're mm -hmm. only there, you're never ever there. Aye. So you've got no glass ceiling, you don't have a ceiling. I think that's a, a good tactic of beating it. Mm -hmm. But imposter syndrome's a it's a crazy thing, I think. Oh, it's, I think we all suffer from right. it. It's like no no one thinking you're good enough. Mm -hmm. Um I, I'm really bad at taking compliments now. Mm -hmm. But when I was acting, I'd be like, Oh, come on. Right, give me them. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thank you. And I, now people are like, you know, you've really done well for yourself and that and like I'm like I've got a long way to go. Like I need to learn that. Uh, and I'm so glad that I've got that. But that, I guess that's probably a little bit of po imposter syndrome as well. It might probably be. Probably personal growth for you as well, though, now, because you're, as much as you're, you're acknowledging that you're doing well, but you also acknowledge you've still got a bit to go. Oh, to for get sure. To where you want to. For sure. And listening to fan feedback is part of that. Listening to how your bosses or managers um, want to develop you is part of that. Um, and listening to your own personal mind. Right. Uh, what, what's happening in there? You know, what, what, what you're saying to yourself in there? They three factors are good for growth, aren't right. they? Really? Totally agree, mate. That's been brilliant. No, it's good. It's brilliant, it's, mate. I, 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 I don't know how good it will look until I actually watch no, it because totally there's totally aspects good. where I'm like, and that's imposter syndrome. Aye. I'm, I'm sitting there right now going, oh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if that sounds right and does that come across right? But Aye. no, I'm uh, I'm humble to be here. Um, it's great. I watched them. I seen the one with Cy Ferry the other day. Um, brilliant. No, it's, it's a pleasure. Just got to keep going, mate. And hopefully, it. hopefully in two years we'll catch up and you'll be in the Premiership. Well, switch. Fingers crossed. Fingers Ed crossed. Ed Sheeran up front. That's it. I'll try and get him on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Brilliant.